Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Although Marty Fowley's music leaned more towards the countryside, the success of his recent album, Virgin on the Bluegrass, brought him closer to his post-college bluegrass music exposure as a salesman in eastern Kentucky. His latest album, Kentucky Blue Star, keeps his music close to the bluegrass tradition once again. Marty joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his journey with bluegrass music and this latest record. Marty, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Greg. It's, a, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to chat again. I was looking back through my notes. I think it's been uh, not quite two years since we've gotten together, uh, maybe. I think it was uh, uh, early fall of 21, something like that. Yeah, I so. think we were talking about the Virgin on the Bluegrass record. Yeah. About that time, and I appreciate uh, your, your guys, uh, you calling, and I appreciate the interest. Yeah, no, it was cool. I'm glad, glad we can do it again. Uh, for those folks that didn't um, get to listen to that, and I will uh, connect it so they can go back and uh, hear whatever we're going we're gonna to miss today in the backstory, but um, uh, just, just to kind of as a, a, a refresh, you are in ohio right well i'm originally from ohio yeah i i am currently and have been for many years in hilton head island oh that's right you you're, you're on the uh, coast over there yeah in south carolina so i've lived i've lived over the years i've lived in ohio where i grew up and went to school at ohio university in athens ohio and appalachia area and then i lived in kentucky for good while eastern kentucky and and also uh georgia and now i i live near the beach <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and i i remember you have an interesting story on your your discovery of bluegrass if i'm not mistaken um kind of kind of stumbled across it maybe as a, as a salesperson is that right am i am i getting the story sort of right yeah yeah, yeah it's uh it, that's partly you know that's part of it i i think the first time I got interested in bluegrass, probably like a lot of people, was uh, watching the Andy Griffith show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I love those episodes with, uh, what was that band called? The Darlings? The Darlings, yeah. Darlings. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, well, they're actually known, or better known as the Dillards. Right. And yep. what's, what's funny is I... Uh, got an email recently from the from the dillards the the actual band okay wow i, I didn't realize they still were around i didn't either that's cool I, but there was uh, i got a nice email like i think they still must tour or something but they caught uh, an article that was done on me in bluegrass today and i was i was just really blown away <laughs> to hear from <laughs> from you know the the dillards yeah that's that's so cool huh i i, I didn't i i think now that you bring that up though i may have seen that they were doing a performance in mount airy north carolina which is the uh the the self-proclaimed town of mayberry but uh, andy griffith's hometown so yeah and they they, they have like festivals and they uh, do yeah yeah I was, I was reading one time that uh who played aunt b 
uh, Francis oh, yeah. thing. And uh, I think she lived there after the show. And, and then um, uh, Barney's girlfriend, uh, Thelma Lou, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think she, for some reason, I think she lives up there. But okay. uh, to answer your question, that's where I first got turned on to it. And then when I went to college, uh, these guys were always playing down uh, at the store in Athens, Ohio, called the Blue Eagle Music on court street and uh it's really the first time i i heard like a you know a dobro mandolin mm-hmm. and uh you know guitar and you know banjo all kind of playing and singing this really rootsy music so uh i was pretty hooked and always been interested since then and did i did I read it correctly that you um, discovered it on doing while you were doing some a sales job? You you were reintroduced to it at least uh, while you were doing some sales work in Kentucky. Yeah. So after I after I graduated from uh, Ohio University, uh, I my first job was a traveling law book salesman, and mm. uh, the territory I had was Eastern Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know, places and. I really didn't know anybody down there and I had to go to like really interesting and strange places, you know, like, uh, Pikeville and Hazard and Harlan. Yeah. <laughs> and, and way deep, deep in the holler. Right. You know, yeah. I was, you know, I remember being, you know, stuck behind, uh, these coal trucks, you know, and these people coming from mm. the coal mines and, uh, I became very interested in the culture. Uh, I had a great time. I loved the people. Uh, there's a there's a special beauty about uh, Eastern Kentucky. It inspires a lot of my music, and uh, you know, to this day, um, uh, I still spend a lot of time in Eastern Kentucky. We have a farm uh, in Eastern Kentucky. My family, mm. and so uh, you know, there's a couple of songs that were clearly inspired by yeah. uh, by some of the wildflowers on the farm and, yeah and what. yeah um so that first bluegrass album when we talked uh, a while back was not your first uh first recording experience you you were had a couple different or you were in a little bit different genre before you um, begin to pursue bluegrass professionally correct yeah it's you know greg it's been a journey uh, when I first started, I just, when I first started writing songs, I really didn't care much what kind of genre it was. It was just whatever was coming out of me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the first record I did was called Ohio and it was, it was, uh, a, a lot of different things, you know, country, you know, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of bluegrass and a little bit of rock and little, you know, it was just a lot of different things in there. Uh, you know, I did. I was uh, the song that was uh, the, the single from the first album was called "Hoochie Coochie Gal" from the Buckeye State, and mm-hmm. it ended up being on uh, CMT. Uh, and that re- that record is so much different than the ones that I'm doing now because I've I've migrated slowly over to almost a full well a full bluegrass, um, you know. Uh, uh, format mm, mm-hmm. and so that's what i write now and that's what i enjoy so i i you know you know while i was writing some bluegrass i wasn't writing all bluegrass like like i do now was there a catalyst 
per se that that um, drew you all the way in? Do, do you recall uh, what the shift was for you? <laughs> I, like I said, I just didn't really think about genres too much. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it, just, it was just whatever I was writing, but um, I listened to a lot of bluegrass. In fact, I, it's, it's what I listened to most on, on the radio or, um, you know, with, uh, you know, on Spotify and whatnot. Sure, yeah. yeah. Tremendous amount of bluegrass. And I think I just started to, you know, kind of figure out that, hey, maybe I can do all bluegrass. And mm-hmm. So, uh, and a lot of it had to do with my producer. Uh, his name is Jonathan Yudkin, who is uh, uh, in Nashville. And, Nash- and, and, and bringing the whole process to Nashville really changed a lot. And and he he had put together a band behind me of of of, of people who just you know eat, breathe, and live bluegrass. Mm, you know, like mm. uh, Carl Miner. Uh, you know, he's a flat picker of the year champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Bubb, who is just a fantastic uh, stand-up. Yeah, bass player. Bass player. You know, Rob Ikes, who is, I've really never seen anybody play Dobro like Rob, you know. And he's played on both of my records. Uh, had a couple of good banjo players most recently. Uh, a guy by the name of Matt Menifee, who is uh, uh, a very accomplished a bluegrass player and uh, and then I was lucky to have just fantastic background vocalists that kind of went country and bluegrass like Marty Slayton uh, who was the longtime she's the longtime background singer for George Strait and his band um, she has sung on just about all my records and she was great on on the last two bluegrass records and then kim parent who is the longtime backup singer for uh brooks and dunn oh yeah cool uh yeah she she uh was fantastic on kentucky blue star which is my my latest record um those players that you mentioned are, are they just on the new one or did some of those folks play with you on on the the one previous as well uh, most everybody, uh, like, like the Marty has been, Marty Slayton has sung on all the records. Um, Jonathan Yudkin has produced pretty much everything out of Nashville that I have done mm, okay. over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. And, uh, these guys that I just mentioned, uh, all have been in the last two records and these last two records have been all bluegrass. And the new one, Kentucky Blue Star, did you write the songs specifically for this record? Uh, a collection of things you've written in the past? Where do the, where do the songs come from? That's a great question. For, uh, for the most part, you know, I uh, Kentucky Blue Star uh, is, is the fifth record, and I, I had uh, been writing a lot of music the last two years and mm. so i had about eight seven about seven seven eight songs that i had written in the last two years and i had two that i just never had a home for mm. <laughs> <laughs> that had been sitting around yeah and i i thought oh, okay you know uh let's see how these work in a bluegrass uh format mm-hmm. and it worked great so uh ended up writing 10 
original songs. Cool. And, and we did one song that was a uh, kind of an instrumental standard that my producer Jonathan Yudkin arranged just brilliantly. Mm. Um, Whiskey before breakfast, which I think every bluegrass person has heard. Yeah. <laughs> in <their> life, right? <laughs> right. Did is there a theme? Uh, you know, did uh, a running theme when you started writing these songs? Did you have a particular feel in mind? Well, I, I definitely think it's thematic in in the sense that you know when you know we went out to our our farm in eastern Kentucky, we were running across these 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 uh, wildflowers, and the the one that really stood out were these blue wildflowers. Mm. Oh, you know, we immediately looked it up and we're like, wow, you know, those are called blue stars. And, and, um, you know, and they're, they're kind of, I guess the word indigenous or that's where they, you know, are found mostly are in areas of Appalachia. Mm -hmm. And, and it was really stunning. So I thought, well, I got to write a song about that, you know, (laughs) and my friend uh, growing up, uh, who is now, uh, he grew up in the same neighborhood that I grew up in. His name is uh, Tom Matusik, T.J. Matusik. He is a, a uh, award-winning Disney artist. Mm, cool. Right? So I, I talked to, to Tom about it, and I said, you know, I got this record called Kentucky Blue Star. Would you be interested in maybe doing the, the, the album cover? And he did, and it just absolutely i was it was stunning hmm. you know awesome. uh, he, he's in his gallery right now okay so um yeah it pops it definitely um it's uh it's eye-catching for sure i like it thanks yeah no he's he really worked hard on the on and it's, the, it's, it's the first time i did you know i did in other records i would use a picture or you know graphic designer this was a pure original you know painting uh-huh. that this came. okay so uh he did that and then um the rest of the record kind of fell in the line, but it's thematic in the sense that I think it emanates. A lot of the songs emanate from stories or things I dream up, you know, mm, uh, mm-hmm. that are Appalachia based. Do you have a process for creating your songs? Do you have a time set aside? Do you have, how, how does that creative process work for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, another great question. It, it, the truth is, is I really don't sit down and 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 say, "Hey, I'm going to write a song today." I just mm-hmm. I don't know all ever doing that because then it it's it's sometimes forced or contrived. Sure. Yeah. But, but I will say this: uh, when something gets in my head and it starts bothering me, and I'm like, I can't get it out of my head. If I do not write it, it's just going to drive me insane. Hmm. So. Um, you know, I start singing it in the shower. Uh, you know, I start dreaming it, and if I don't get it out uh, on paper and and uh, uh, at least do some sort of crude demo, uh, it's just it just sticks with me. So it's it's almost like a <laughs> it's almost like some sort of ailment. Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it just keeps knocking at you, and you just gotta just let it be born. And uh, I'm not complaining because it's a gift, you know, it's a, sure, yeah. know, it certainly is. I think what Neil Young used to say, you know, when a song comes to you, uh, you know, stop what you're doing, finish it because it's a gift. 
it really mm. is a gift from God and you should you should appreciate it and and uh, let it come out and uh, so that's kind of how it works for me yeah okay uh, and I guess at some point you you feel like you have enough of these that you set down and then finish are they f- kind of finished when you're when you're done with those moments yeah um, uh, I, I, I usually try to once I start it I try to finish it uh, strangely the best songs or the more popular songs that I've written are written very quickly mm. you know I don't know why that is I've know? heard other artists say that too it's it's weird <laughs> yeah it's like uh, it's just easy and then mm-hmm. other things uh, you know might stick around uh, and you, you know you got it in your iPhone or you got it um, you know on GarageBand or on uh, Pro Tools something that you started that uh, needs to be finished so I had a few of those that had been sitting around that maybe had a good hook or a, uh, you know a, a nice melody or some some good lyrics that just needed to be finished so. And this has been out how long? This this new album. Well, uh, we did it. We released it in March of 2023, and so that was just a couple of months ago. And we've had this one's had the most interest, mm. and cool. it's been a really kind of special because we we peaked at number eight. Uh, Kentucky, the, the single Kentucky Blue Star. Uh, excuse me. The single uh, was was a top ten hit. It was a, it was a number six hmm, on the awesome. bluegrass bluegrass today's single chart. Yeah. Uh, and I was surprised because I didn't think that was the best single, and it just kind of, you know, yeah. made its way up the charts, and, was, <laughs> and it, it peaked at number six. Uh-huh. And then the album, um, this was my best showing. Was uh, it peaked at number eight on the top fifty? Uh, uh, bluegrass folk albums for april wow. 2023 awesome. congratulations that's cool yeah it was it was an unexpected and unexpected so what's the goal with this for the remainder of its public exposure do you have uh, uh festivals tour what what's that look like for you for the spring <laughs> and summer yeah like uh you know get a school bus together fix it up right <laughs> Uh, yeah, can you do that there. anymore? I don't know. The pandemic <laughs> kind of shook a lot of things loose that way. <laughs> you know, a lot of uh, old buses sitting around that uh, looking for new life. Uh, it's funny because I have a lot of friends in Nashville that still do a lot of touring, mm-hmm. and they do it full time. And it's 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 a rough life. Sure it is. I, you know, I've got a I've got a wife and a and a now an 11 year old boy so uh it's tough i i uh i i i tend to want to do uh something like on a sound stage uh in 2020 uh i went to nashville sir studios and they have a uh, quite a quite a setup there that you could do uh you know your live record and have it all videotaped mm. and professionally uh it's, it's a it's a real sound stage mm-hmm. so i did four or five songs there and i think the plan um for this is i want to go back to the sound stage here at some point and you know um uh, 
do the record all all 11 songs right in a row mm. uh, and then release it to the world because i just you know you know uh, you know it you have a chance to edit out those mistakes yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's usually those mistakes are usually caused by me because <laughs> i usually forget lyrics and uh um uh, and they're my own lyrics which are strange but i forget them and uh, i think that's the first thing but I have been offered to do a couple of festivals and if I can get all the same guys together at the same time, uh, that's the only way I would do it because uh-huh. I don't, I, I don't want to have, you know, uh, I'm going to call it a fake band because I mean, but I just want the same magic, sure. the same yeah. chemistry that is with each one of these songs. Cause yeah. we, we recorded it all in two days and a few of them were in one take. Okay. Wow. So, this That's was good. the right, yeah. yeah. This, that, I felt it was this was the right team. So if I can get the right all these people together for uh, you know maybe a, a couple of months or, or a couple of, of of festivals, but certainly the uh, the taping, uh, the videotaping on the soundstage, got to do that. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. That's cool. So what's what's the best way for people to uh, get a hold of a copy of this album? Listen to it. Where can they find you? What's your socials? How do you like to keep in touch? Uh, well, thanks for asking. I would say, you know, the best, if, you know, if you have Spotify. I mean, that's my that's what I use the most. Mm-hmm. But if you have Spotify or you know Amazon or or iTunes or or uh, you know Pandora, whatever whatever it is that you use, uh, it's there. So if you just go put in Marty Fally and you put in uh, Kentucky Blue Star, all the records are are, are there, and um, you can listen that way. Uh, I do have a website, just MartyFallyMusic.com. Um, you know, all the all the songs are there, and also uh, on Reverb Nation, I've got all the songs. Cool. On Reverb Nation, if you if you put my name in, but. I think the best way to listen is, um, you know, uh, you know, your favorite, uh, uh, way to listen. Mine is Spotify. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Marty. It's, it's been good talking to you again and, and catching up. I, I love the new record and man, I hope it takes off for you. Um, it, uh, it, it would be a good one to, to get out there in the world and have people put it in their collection. So, uh, really proud of it. If you're a bluegrass fan and if you're listening, um, you know, give it a give it a listen. There's a, uh, it's 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 my best work. It's the best I could do. And um, you know, uh, for anybody who who likes Disney <laughs> art, check out yeah, the uh, there you go. Check out the album cover. And you know, I think it's for sale. I think Tommy Tom Atusik's selling it. It's a uh, it is a a wonderful piece of art. And uh, I don't know. I just feel grateful to to have done this with my friends make some good music and uh it came out pretty good so that's enough for me yeah kentucky blue star that's awesome thank you marty good talking to you greg great talking to you have a great uh, rest of the day thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.